0: We get back down to the truck, and I mean, I had no idea I had ran through poison oak. It was three days later when it was everywhere. Yep. <laughs> and yep. the first thing I did when I got back to the truck was take a leak. Oh. So. <laughs>
1: oh, and I didn't, I'm like allergic. I didn't realize that. So, like
0: you're like the bad allergic. Oh man, the wind blows right, and I'm near poison oak. I've got it. Really. It's everywhere.
2: What's up, ladies and gents? Welcome to the Elk Hunt Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Rich. And if you're new here, this podcast feed is a place for all of the elk hunting interviews that I've done over the last six or seven years. Some are Wapiti Wednesdays, some are from my original podcast. But I wanted to compile the largest collection of elk hunting knowledge and interviews ever put together, which is pretty cool. And I would love your guys' help getting it out there to the world. So if you could do me a huge favor, uh, this is a new feed. So go leave it a five-star review and maybe tell a friend about it but thank you so much for tuning in and i hope you guys enjoy this elk Cunning podcast all right welcome to uh, what did he say
0: whippity he did whippity. say whippity i said whippity okay how is it pronounced guys I, i've always said
1: whippity that's no, I'm not an Indian, me. so uh, it's
0: Wapiti Wednesday. I'm
1: pretty red blooded American. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I've always said Wapiti Wednesday. Uh, I always say Wapiti Wednesday. You guys are probably right. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, either way, welcome to Wapiti Wednesday, guys. We had a little discussion about what, how it's pronounced, so to speak. And then you're like, well, how do you say it? Winaha or Winaha? <laughs> That's
1: a very valid point. I mean, I, I don't know. It goes either way. <laughs> I, I think. Uh, the Indian pronunciation is Wanaha, and I say Wanaha. What's the Indian pronunciation for Wapati? Because it's an Indian term. I right? think it's Wapati because that sounds more Indian.
2: <laughs> That's not a
1: thing. Is that profiling? Uh,
2: I I don't know. I'm not sure. Well. If it is, we apologize. Yeah, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome to the podcast, gents. Got Nick Schmidt.
0: Sean, new to the podcast? Yes. Introduce yourself. Sean Van Uh born in western oregon small town of banks logging community farming what do you do i'm an electrician former electrician for a company based out of portland oregon unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: is it bad to hate on
1: portland
0: dude i hate it (laughs) I can hate it. My mood changes the
1: closer I get to Portland. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Yeah, I, I pretty much live in Portland. I'm south of it, technically speaking, but it's Portland. It's, it's Portland. Portland. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh...
2: yeah. So, anyways, my buddy James will say anything west of Pendleton is Portland. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Because today I texted you on the way here, and about the time yeah. I don't know where I was. Yeah, Cluster F Woodburn region. It was not It was past there, but I will say, growing up, no. anything north of Woodburn is Portland to me. It's kind of all the same. That's fair. Anyway, came up to BS about elk. Yes. Shoot the
0: elk stuff. Should we talk Shit. about, uh, what is it, Nick? Whippities. Wapiti. Whip-a-pedi. Yeah, Wapitis.
1: Yeah.
2: So, first off, how did you guys end up meeting?
1: Um, In the elk woods, right? Actually, we met through social media, believe it or not. Um, I think I just followed him and his brother, you know, cause I like to follow people that have similar interests. Um, and they seem like pretty hardcore hunters just based off their, their platforms. Um, and then I had a Friday off one day and I said, you know what? Uh, I'm going to
0: message this dude. And I'm going to invite him. It's like a first date. <laughs> it was, it was before that. Cause we were just, we were bullshitting about mom's elk you wanted the picture and I hadn't posted yet. I was kind of being oh, we, one we of those talked. guys with the teasers and you're like, dude, send me the picture. So I sent it to you <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. yeah, we chatted back and forth then. And then you're like, Hey, Coffee. Friday, yeah. what are you doing? It's so going a date.
1: It's like a first date. <laughs> <laughs> so Be nervous, Nick, a little bit, you know, <laughs> I mean, a lot of people said we look alike. So it, it's just, it's really weird. Like I'd, I never met you in person. I don't think.
0: No, maybe at a show, but no, yeah,
1: no, I, it is. It's really weird. It's like the social media, like inviting a dude that you've never... Well,
2: I guess going back, dude, like you moved to Oregon, so you really didn't have anywhere to hunt. Dude, dude I and I had nobody down here. Like I mean, No hunting buddies. You knew me, and that was it. I knew you. I knew And then Pasqua, I peaced out.
1: And then, yeah, you peaced out and left me all your spots, which... No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, dude, I had nobody. I had no friends down here that hunted like I do and, and uh, had that same drive, I guess, and ability, physical ability to do what i like to do and uh what do you call it what's the side hill everyone contour on, on contour, contour. that's <laughs> that's my thing the side hill that's like straight uphill <laughs> yeah I, i'm really bad at reading maps sometimes just, <laughs> so yeah and uh i was like dude take work off this friday and it was a late archery hunt two years ago now Not this last season, but the season before that was my season. That was just utter chaos. Remember we did the podcast Mm -hmm. in my garage about how bad I sucked. And that was the very last hunt that, uh, of that season. And it was typical Schmidt show fashion. We (laughs) went up there in some random spot, found a bucket, very last light and, literally ran from one hillside to the other in like 15 minutes and ended up getting a shot on that deer after Sean drug his face through all the,
0: uh, poison, poison oak. oak. Dude, It was yeah. bad. <laughs> I didn't know it. I was just, it was a sticker patch. I'm just going to
2: rub my face on this <laughs> straight, straight up, up pretty straight
0: up hill. Dude, we were I'm running. We were literally running, chasing so. Nick with a video camera <laughs> up this hill through brush. I mean, everything's poking you in the eyes and he gets up there and he gets a shot. Didn't didn't work out. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, it was your year. But um, we get back down to the truck, and I mean, I had no idea I had ran through poison oak. It yeah. was three days later when it was everywhere. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and the yep. first thing I did when I got back to the truck was take a leak. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> oh, and I'm like I allergic. Didn't realize that. So like
0: you're like the bad allergic. Oh man, the wind blows right, and I'm near poison oak. I've got it. Really? It's everywhere. Do you get it, Nick? I swear, one day it will kill me. I've gotten it once in my life. I was like 15, and that was it. How did you not get it running through the woods? I with don't. Him? That's what I said. I said, "Dude, I've got poison champion. oak bad. How about know. you?" But he doesn't. Well, no idea.
2: We must have champion blood because I <laughs> uh, knock on wood. Like now, I'm gonna like get it because yeah. I don't live here. But I have never gotten it in my entire life, and could like rub it on myself and not yep, get it. keep doing that. Yeah.
0: A <laughs> <laughs> uh, friend I'm not of my gonna, like, test it. A friend of my dad's worked in the woods, and my dad always got poison oak. So. He, They were working in a, a really, really nasty patch full of poison oak, and they were going home every night to take new showers. And um Rod thought it was funny that they got poison oak so bad he'd chase after them with it. And he'd rub it all over himself and laugh. Ha, ha, ha. Boom. Got it. <laughs> bad. Oh, that's yeah, my luck, it would
2: be like I would get it once, and then from then on it would be that type of poison yeah, oak getter yeah. that yeah. like when the wind blows, you get oh, it, yeah. yeah. it you'll get me. it. That's me. Uh, Oh, it's the worst.
1: Yeah. I got it once. That was enough. That was enough. Yeah. So anyway, there you were. Yeah. So there, uh, that was the first time we hung out. We figured out that we hunt exactly the same. We tried to race each each other up the hill and (laughs) it turned out the same. And, uh, I remember his brother, Eric, uh, messaging me the next day. He's like, Sean said, you're just like us. (laughs)
0: so it was like from then
1: on we've become pretty good friends and uh yeah so fast forward
2: this year you guys did the traditions tour what'd you guys it's not traditions tour
1: tradition it we it was our daily series called tradition by Mm -hmm. angry mountain productions and it was named tradition because we have never put anything out and we kind of wanted to portray um our backstory and and how hunting related to us uh growing up Mm -hmm. and and now it all came down to us. It just, it was a tradition for us. So, uh, that's where the name came from. And looking back, naming it like that, it was kind of hard to relate it. It's like, yeah, hunting is everybody's tradition, you know? Mm. So how's that differentiate? It's like, it just, it doesn't. And then, um, so it took a while to build the trailer for it. And I was like, oh, I need all your voiceovers. It's like, mm. I need that. So that's how we tied it in, tied in the tradition theme, um, to all these hunts. But, uh, yeah, so I wound up in, uh, Eastern Oregon. And actually I, I have to kind of rewind a little bit because yeah. <laughs> Sean and I were driving up this road on that late buck hunt when we first met and I was just kind of telling him where I had hung some cameras that year. And i dude, I'm not shy about it. Like anybody that goes in and hangs their camera where I do, they're going to, you know, they're going to earn it. So I was just telling him, I was like, yeah, I hung a camera right here. He looks at me like death glare, dude. Like <laughs> I was like, uh, did I say something wrong? She's like you hung that camera where I was like, Yeah, here. And he's like, Hmm, so I
0: could tell you, you didn't have to say anything. You know? I, was, and, I was like, Are You messing with me?
1: <laughs> you did, yeah, like, literally,
0: you, is this supposed to be some kind of funny because I don't find it funny, <laughs> yeah? So
1: uh, I don't know, kind of the backstory on Sean and his family is they've hunted the same area for a long, long time, and uh, I was writing freaking their. Just smack dab in the middle of their area <laughs> with my camera, and he just it was pretty funny. So, obviously, we talked because we're in the same country, and uh, we wound up. How'd you end up there? Just someone told you, or uh, yeah, yes. So, adding to that list that I knew of people in Oregon is Toby Gangler. Okay, so he sent me to a spot, you know, just he used to hunt it a long, long time ago. Like. Ten plus years ago, and he said it was pretty good, and he thinks it's making a comeback. So, I went in there, set a camera, didn't get a single elk pick. So I, I was like, man, this sucks. And then, (laughs) and then, (laughs) then I tell Sean about it. Thanks for the tip, Toby. Yeah, and then Sean's like, it does suck. So I that area sucks. (laughs) I'm not gonna lie, it does. You where they hunt, you have to grind, and there's not a lot of people that are willing to put in the grind. That it takes to be successful. You can get lucky and kill the first day, find them the first day, right? first couple Mm -hmm. days. But dude, if you don't, the country you have to freaking get in and get after those elk in is unforgiving and it's deep and it's steep
0: and it's it's dumb. And it's only going to get worse because now we have wolves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And a lot of them. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They had video this year. (laughs) We had never seen a wolf on foot there until this year. Previous years we had seen tracks, but very, very few and far between. You know, so much that you you second guess yourself, you're like, I mean, it looks like a wolf track. It's yeah. like a giant dog track. No coyote yeah. can make a track this big, but who am I to say it's a wolf? Yeah. Right? You don't wanna be that guy that's like, Oh, I saw a wolf track yeah. and you're like, Yeah, there's no wolves there. Like so we knew between the family, like, okay, we know what that is. Unless somebody's walking a giant German shepherd up here. Mhm. We've got wolves. Well Fast forward this year, we've got heavy wolves now. <laughs> Dude, video of... They got to found a colored wolf. Yeah, two. Yeah. And Just the amount of tracks, thing. unless those things are some extreme athletes. So, I'm curious, athletes. like, what your
2: guys' like, experience with wolves in elk country is. Because, like, I have... A, I've experienced with wolves in elk country, but it's country that elk, wolves have been in for a long time. So, to me, like... I could be in a complete rut fest, wolves will howl, elk don't really do anything. I think they're just used to that. But I do think that, like, the first five years or so Mm -hmm. of wolves in an area can be very different. Because, like, all the things, remember, like, wolves
0: were starting to be everywhere, and everyone's like, God,
2: the elk just shut up and leave. Like, what was your guys' experience? Because, obviously, those wolves are pretty new.
0: Yeah, so they're new. I mean, the experience isn't there yet with them. This Mm -hmm. year, um, one night particularly, we were five miles from camp when we got out of this hole, <laughs> and it was getting dark, and the wolves started howling like crazy, and it's like, okay, wolves are here. The next morning, that entire canyon was silent. Really? There wasn't an elk. And you were in a rock fest wine. that night. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. That night was awesome. That's why we were there till dark. God, that's frustrating.
1: Uh, uh, I, and I've experienced the same as you're talking about. I've been in Idaho in the middle of wolf heaven, you know, and we had wolves howling in the same meadow we're camping in and we're just on elk left and right yeah. all over both sides of the Creek, which they don't care. Yeah. So, dude, I think it's,
2: it's like how long the elk have had to adjust. Right. I think right. At first it's like
0: mm-hmm. chaos. I think you're right.
2: And then when the elk live with them a while, it's kind of toned yeah, down.
0: I fully anticipate it to go downhill for a few years. Based on you know what people say and so like and at what point do you not go there or like have you thought about like man is it worth hunting there? <laughs> um, <laughs> you were real close. Yeah, we'll just expand. I mean, we already do. So it, the area we hunt, if it gets pressure, they all go down and they they disappear. So from me and Eric's experience, we're either hunting. We set up a wall tent and we'll backpack in, and sometimes we'll stay nights in there or a couple maybe more because we want to, but we have no problem hiking in in the dark and hiking out in the dark. Hmm. We put a lot of miles in every year. It doesn't bother us. So many people will think we're fools because we put a lot more miles in than we need to, but we just like like the wall tent camp, yeah, cooking on a grill, you know. But we'll see. With the wolves, you know, it, it, it made them silent, the elk silent that day. And then the next day they were back. So mm. I don't know yet.
2: Yeah, It's not worth giving up yet.
0: No. We have other places though. We've got yeah. other places in our back pockets that we go to just when the elk get pressure and they go somewhere else. We, we just move, we jump in the truck and we've got a handful of spots that are within 15, 20 miles that we can just roll. He says
1: they go down. They went right down into my lap. Yeah. <laughs> this year. They were down on Nick's lap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was wild how I wound up there too. It's like. I was on with somebody totally different. And so at that point, like, I have two sets of friends, you know, that I'm just like. <sighs> I knew Curtis was down there. Well, yeah. I just never told him. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. Curtis and Sean know each other. Well, Curtis owns a diesel shop down in Aurora. You uh, actually know Curtis because. Yeah, I know Curtis because of Sean. Um, Curtis had watched all the, la- the original Land of the Free. Hmm. And uh, so somehow Sean got to talking to Curtis and he's i got brought up and that i had this truck so i brought it down there and yada yada it went on from there and so kurt and i ended up hunting together this year and uh we were fairly close (laughs) to each other so i'm sitting there trying to like act like i don't know anything you know and (laughs) and we start there was an old timer down there that uh took him to some places that were pretty dang close and i'm just like man like, I'm going to run into these guys, like,
0: guaranteed. He was shooting us texts. He's like, hey, I'm going to turn left at the Y. <laughs> <laughs> no. If you see me, like, I think he was just trying to.
1: I was just trying to, you know, just stay transparent, yeah. you know, because I'm friends with both of them, and I didn't want to step on anybody's toes. I'm like, this is where we're going to be. This is what we're doing. This is our plan, you know. And uh, and Kurt and his hunting partner, Josh, had never they'd never hunted like this, like ever. Uh, like so, what? like the run and gun oh, okay 100 uh in the elk's face you know mm-hmm. they never called a bull in really um and and my style is just super aggressive <laughs> i want that bull that comes in wanting to fight you you know mm-hmm. um where i th- i think there's people that will kill a lot more elk being a little bit more assassin style or have both cards in your hand you know where you can play it and learn it and mm-hmm. and know what that elk's gonna do but uh if I had it my way every time, I would definitely have it, you know, just right in Running your face. Yeah. yeah. So they'd never hunted like that. And, and dude, I'm not going to lie. I didn't hear of elk bugle for the first five days when I was there. And you start to question, you're like, what are my tactics here? Well, no, well, I did. And I didn't, I, we were in Curtis's spot where they had a, had had some luck uh, in the last few years. Um, they'd happened upon some elk and they went just straight ninja and they went in there and killed them. They killed a couple of bulls and, Uh, so they're probably looking at you like this asshole, dude. I bugled. (laughs) I probably bugled, you know, I came straight from Colorado Yeah. to there. I probably bugled 500 times in five days, at least (laughs) dude. And I didn't get a single response. And I was like, Kurt, I was like, there might be elk here, but I don't want to hunt them like these are not my type of elk I don't care I don't want to I don't want to see elk and have to go stalk them you know this isn't a freaking mule deer hunt and he's like all right well don't you got a spot across the road I'm like "Eh." (laughs) knowing they were there I'm like ah sure so we went up there dude we put on like freaking 14 miles one day in some nasty country and like I said Kurt it was just me and Kurt and he would never done anything like that and uh Hey guys, real
2: quick interruption to tell you a little secret that I picked up. And if you want to be a good elk hunter, there's one thing that I've noticed that every great hunter I've ever interviewed does that almost every new elk hunter does not do. And it's having a system. And in my own quest to become a better hunter, I set out to learn from all the best hunters out there. And the one thing they all have is a system that took them years to develop. If you want the blueprint that I've developed after hundreds of interviews, go check out the new Elkhunt 201 course. It's a four-step system for being a more successful hunter. This is the fast track that took most of these guys 10 plus years to develop, and even myself. So go check it out, Elk Hunt 201 The link's in the show notes. I hope you guys enjoy it. So far, people have loved it from new hunters to vets. I've had so many messages and seems to be a, a big hit. So I hope you guys enjoy it. hope it adds value to your elk hunting career
1: shit it rocked his world physically (laughs) like (laughs) the next couple like he he had had a pair of boots that weren't great for his feet and they just wrecked his feet and Mm. dude that's a game changer i mean when your feet get wrecked there's not much you can do um it's not your fault but that's just the way it goes and so the next day after that we went night bugling and drove until we got an answer and we came to a spot that four bulls answered. Perfect. Found so it. We're hunting here. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And th- this is where that old timer, uh, he's one of those guys that would never want his name mentioned anywhere ever. He'd, he'd bomb my house. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he had pointed us up in this direction as well. And, and, uh, and we just chased that herd for the next three or four days from then on out. And that's the one I ended up killing out of, um, we had bulls multiple times within thirty yards, just couldn't seal the deal and it was a lot of fun. And then once I tagged out, Kurt and Jesh's families rolled in and uh I went and hunted with these guys. So So at no point were
2: you like, Man, maybe we're doing something wrong.
1: No. <laughs> uh dude, that's that's how like stick to my game plan i am i guess It which is good maybe no
2: it's i'm not faulting you be, for it. It, it you have to because like you know it works you have the confidence
1: it's I, good and it's bad at the same time in my opinion yeah i agree because if it is that way and you don't have the ability to relocate you have to adapt to hunt those elk differently right
2: well and that's where it sucks because if you you're that style and you backpack in yeah Game over until yeah. you get or back. Or if out. you're on
1: horseback, yeah, same. Like
2: if you yeah. go my game, where you, it's just like it's so hard to explain to some people because it like, is. You're like if you're going to run a gun, you got to be mobile. But if you want to mm-hmm. go deep, you're not going to run into people, in theory. But you can't just like you, the amount of ground you're covering. Yeah, you know. Yep in that style it's yep. a lot you gotta have a lot of ground to hunt yep. so if you're hunting a type of ground it's like oh there's this little chunk of public here and a little chunk of public there mm-hmm. you're not gonna run a gun cause you're gonna F up both those two public spots and then
1: yeah. you're done and dude you saw if you watched our our series um, you watched the Oregon episodes I said time after time I, I told these guys I was like one of these times that I bugle after the 9,000th time we're gonna get a bold answer and once we do it's game on you yeah. know So finally,
2: I'm curious how many of those were the same areas because when was the last time I hunted Oregon? Uh, would have been two years ago, I think. Yeah, two years ago. Similar thing, completely new area to me, and I just went in there, and I was like getting into elk, like not enough to leave, but also not like what you want. Right. Like things were. It was very early season. Yeah. Bulls would talk every once in a while, but you couldn't call anything in. It was just like God.
1: You were in deep.
2: Yeah, that too. was that was real deep. But <laughs> at the point, the well, that's I mean hard because you can't. Yeah. like It takes you a day to drop in a day to get out so like that makes it hard to do run a gun because you're not getting into very many elk but yeah. when it did turn on and that actually when it turned on i had like two days left i was like i'm going out at night and we're not stopping until we find a bull and so just drove all night bugling 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 finally turn up a growler dinosaur bull which got us into like a whole rut fest the next day uh, unfortunately yeah. i had like one day <laughs> but yeah. that's early season that's how it goes yep yeah, yep. you could be in them. You could be not. Who knows?
1: Yeah. So, I don't know. I think I honestly think they were starting to doubt me. <laughs> starting to question me there. are just like, and th- but then once we got on them and got in them, they were they were freaking just shitty and grin the entire time. You know, yeah. like just they're like, "Is it? Do you run this much all the time?" I was like, "Honestly, no." <laughs> I was like, "But dude, we this herd this bull would it would bugle and it would run, dude." And I it, I've nobody's never...
2: running appropriate. When
1: is running appropriate? I'm going to ask
2: Nick and then I'm going to follow up with Sean.
1: If, okay. So the, I think running is always appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I don't know, dude. So multiple times this bowl would pipe off and it was like close. And I'm like, dude, we need to get to cover like right now or get to something that where it doesn't see us in the wide open, you know? Yeah. So we'll run to a tree or whatever. Or I bugle bull bugles. I close the distance I try to locate it again. It the distance. Are you walking or running? Yeah, I'm walking. You know, I'm trying to stay pretty cognizant. T- I think I'm within that hundred yard bubble that I'm going to see this bull before it sees me, and then I'm going to try and make a move from there back up a little bit, maybe. But the only problem with that is I'm trying to film these guys, so you can't. I can't back up and pull that bull to his comfort mm-hmm. zone, right? Because most of them, they don't like if they don't see the elk, they don't like to come any further. When you're filming, it's, dude, it's like dang near impossible you need a bull like that that's just stupid and runs in blindfolded yeah. screaming his face off uh so i guess back to your your question i bugle bull bugles i'm closing the distance and then i hear it it's running mm-hmm. i'm running yeah i'm trying to catch it or i'm trying to get in front of it which in that case we had to get in front of that herd and that's the only way that bull would uh stand his ground Otherwise so
2: what's Wait, first, Sean, what's your answer? Do you ever run in the
0: woods? If you see me running, you should (laughs) run too (laughs) because something's coming. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. No, I don't run very often. Um, uh, Maybe if it's Nick's tag so I can laugh and run. (laughs) 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 So if Paul bugles and he's a little bit farther away, next time he bugles, you're not running? I mean – Chances are I'm probably going to run. Yeah. yeah. I mean, cover country as fast as possible. I don't know if I the can run The problem is, like, you run and an else nice walk are about the same pace. We're at pretty high elevation. I can't breathe. So. Yeah. Uh, Sean, you're getting p- people closer and closer to your spot. Yeah. <laughs> what was uh, the elevation exactly? <laughs> really low. Right on the river. See And back <laughs> to that Y. What was the Y? Yeah. Uh, no. See, fooled you there. There's no Y. <laughs> <laughs> It was a five-way.
2: It mm-hmm. <laughs> sure was. Uh the best. No, like, I totally agree. Like, I spend a lot of time running. uh, Just, like, you're trying to catch up. You, like, you want to be there now. Because, like, for me, the reason you run or would need to is to be, like, you're keepin', keeping pressure on him. Mm-hmm. If you're not, like, keeping pressure on him, he's not going to turn around.
1: Correct. Dude, and another thing that I learned this year alone is... If say that bull is at a hundred yards and he wants to commit, but he won't because of something that he doesn't like that he can't see or whatever. And it's an aggressive bowl, mm-hmm. running, closing 20 yards of distance is huge in that scenario because say he's raking a tree while he's raking that tree and you have eyes on him, absolutely run. Get as close as you can, in in my opinion, because he's so taken up by that tree. He can't hear. He can't see. He's raking the crap out of a tree trying to kill it. Yeah. You know, or if he's bugling or bugling away or whatever, I just, there's so many
0: little things that
1: you need to learn to take
0: advantage of in the moment. I had a bull hang up at 70 yards a handful of years ago, and it would not move from that spot. It was, it was Elevated above us, it was looking down. It could see everything it needed to see to know that mm-hmm. something's not right. Yeah. So Eric's back behind me calling, and it's just not moving. And I bugle in its face a couple times when it went to spin around and it s- s- turned back, mm-hmm. but that was all it would do. And I didn't want to take a seventy-yard shot because the- don't want to shoot that far. Plus the sun was right behind it, and it was just terrible for me. Yeah. So. I let it turn, go back over the hill, and I ran, and I ranged, and it was 35 yards to where it last was, and I bugled, and it came right back to that spot, and I smoked it. Yeah, yeah so that the exact same thing. It like- worked, and honestly, all the noise I made running up to it, running up, thought you were a bull, breaking sticks, yeah, yeah, it worked out really well. That bull came right back to the exact same spot. Yep. He was standing in his ground. Yep, and I killed him. Yeah.
2: I've done that, but also... I've done, like where you're talking about, they hang up a hundred yards, won't come any closer. And it's like, they're, they're playing that game where they're testing you where mm-hmm. if you run, like I'll run and just swing in my be my bugle, my bat, like just breaking stuff like crash, come closer and then stop bugle at him. Mm-hmm. Like now it's your turn to come closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like you just, that little bit of challenge going like 20, 30 yards. Yep. It makes it's huge. Difference.
1: It's, it's amazing what you can get away with. Oh, you didn't think you you're like, mm-hmm. you, you're like scared to breathe when you first start and then like you start learning and seeing what you can get away with. It's it's freaking night and day. I mean, it's funny. Cause
2: like, uh, I was talking with two buddies from Montana and they don't call much at all. Like maybe a locator once in a while. And we'd spend a lot of time hunting the open country and moving to the timber. And I'm just, I kind of knew where this bull was. So I, I didn't care if I was being quiet or not. Um, and I was bugling anyway. So I'm trying to locate him. And they're like, man, we're being so loud. And I think it was act- actually after we had located this bull and I'm like pushing closer to him. And they're like, being so loud. I'm like, who cares? Like elk are yeah. real loud. Yeah. And it just, you know, like knowing what you can get away with and not get away with mm-hmm. is pretty important because you could crash yeah. through the timber. Like that's what elk are going to do. Yep. Which is like, I think to me an intentional move because how many times has an elk just crashed and made all kinds of noise coming to you mm-hmm. and then he leaves you never hear a peep. I know. (laughs) So it's uh, like to me, I think most of that noise is intentional. Yeah. They're,
1: uh, it is amazing what they can slip through without making a noise. Like the the lodge pole, the pecker pole patches. Mm -hmm. You got a 300 plus inch pole. Just you're going to tell me it doesn't make a sound with its horns going through
0: that crap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. my backpack makes a lot of noise when I'm going through that crap. It's because it's Call a, it a kuyu. Ho- no. no. <laughs> I I'm just promise you my KU is quieter than that thing you're wearing. <laughs> oh, I had to throw that in there. <laughs> that, was that was bound good. and determined to come out tonight. It, it was. No, <laughs> We give each other a lot of crap. But the one I did, I even mentioned it in our series. No, I don't give you crap.
1: I give you crap. Yes. There you go. I have (laughs) to. I'm a shit talker. Ask around.
0: (laughs) Ask around. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah. Anyways.
2: Yeah. They can get, it's insane what Mm -hmm. they can do and not do. Like get away with stuff. So that's why I tend to believe it's like intentional in some capacity.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So Sean, like how much you, you kind of run a gun style as well. Um, it just depends. We like to locate a lot of the time we get out and we just listen, figure out where the bulls cause they, there's not just a ton of small herds, you know, in this area we hunt the majority of the time. So they'll move from basin to basin. and we got to figure out which one they're in. And so we like to get ourselves at a high point where we can figure out where they're at or just if they don't talk, we'll locate and then yeah, it lights it up, um, but yeah, we'll run and gun if we have to, if we know that they're headed somewhere we want to cut them off. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've ran when other hunters completely blow it up and I think I can get myself in the middle of and take advantage. But
1: in my in my opinion, those two him and his brother are much more like precise about their actions. And hmm. whereas like what I was talking about earlier, whereas my style is just 100% run and gun, like I'm screaming yeah. the entire time, they're much more strategic strategic they have those multiple cards in their hands where they
0: well and we've hunted the area for so long we usually know what they're going to do or where they're going to go and so we try to slow down breathe figure it out would you rather kill them in transition or in their bed or uh, i would rather kill them just calling them right into my lap and shooting them at two yards but (laughs) um i can't i'll kill them wherever they wherever they take me
2: So the reason you ask you, like, he's more strategic or whatever. So, like, to me, that means, like, okay, well, they're going here. So the majority of the time,
0: yeah, they're headed early, early morning. That's my favorite time. Um, It's weird because the majority of my bulls die right before dark and I'm out there all night. (laughs) Uh, But they're always headed away. and you can chase that bull and chase that bull and chase that bull and it's so hard to turn him around cuz he he knows where he's going. He's going there anyway. He has a plan. Yeah, you're not going to stop him. You have to just keep going till he gets there and then maybe turn him around. So, that's what so, But would people. you hunt
2: that bull on route or would you just wait till he gets to bed and then hunt him in bed?
0: I'll hunt him on route. I'll hunt him every chance I can. <laughs> yeah. I'll spend the entire time chasing him to bed and then if that works out, great. If it doesn't, sometimes they shut up, and you you know where they went to bed, but there's not a whole lot you can do about it. Mm-hmm. Super, super thick. We were in there this year, and I got in on him in their bed, screamed in his face, and he felt like he was 15 yards. You could feel it. Yeah. Screaming back in our face, and we couldn't see nothing. It's so thick. It's that same lodgepole jack pine, nasty, and – um you could tell he took his cows and went the other direction. So we chased him, which you can't chase in that. I mean, yeah. you're getting smacked in the face the whole time. But he'd just keep moving and moving and moving, and he'd come back. I'd call at him. He'd come back. You'd feel him. He's 20 yards, 30 yards, screaming right in your face, and you can't see nothing. God. No shot opportunities. And you can just tell he's a slob. <laughs> but you have well, no that idea. Was when you can't see him. Yeah. I mean, just science. Yeah. Did you know what bull it was? Uh, I do now, but I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know at that time based on his bugle, but later in the season when I got to see what bull was making that bugle, I knew. Mm -hmm. Had him very, very close, very. (laughs) And that wasn't, I I was already tagged out, so that was my uncle. I was just trying to get him on that bull, which I wish more than anybody that he could have killed it. My dad wasn't there. But yeah, I got. I tried to hunt really with, hard.
1: I got to hunt with his uncle one day right before I had to leave, and it was it was a blast. We got into a lot of elk that day. We did. It was it was just basically it was just like a half day hunt, and uh, at one point we had four different bulls coming in to the same setup. Damn, it, it was epic. <laughs> he
0: was at full draw. I think it was only a four point. He he went to full draw more times than any of us did. <laughs> so he uh, had a really fun season. He just didn't connect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's how I'd like it to be anyways. I usually, I'm like you, I don't shoot five points. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I don't care if it's the last day. I'm still not going to shoot five points. <laughs> so, I just don't. Nick will.
2: That's right, Nick. Clean up. up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'll, oh. I'll take I will pictures say of them. This year, when I take
2: a Patreon to Idaho, it's five points going down. Like, yeah?
0: Oh, yeah. You say that now. I
2: say, uh, Dude, I'll shoot the first, Like, it depends on the hunt. If I'm hunting by myself and, like, hey, season's over, and granted, like, Whoever comes with me gets first opportunity, but if a five point, uh, dude, a raghorn slips in behind, it's down. Like it's going down. On that hunt. Yeah. So I'm not like above it, but at the same time, like if it's my only tag, if I only had one tag, it's definitely not. It's definitely
0: not that I'm above it. I'm just completely (laughs) obsessed with the experience. Oh, for sure. So I love calling bulls in, right? And I feel like if I called that five point in, to fifteen yards i I could have killed him, yeah, sure, unless something catastrophic happens, I could have killed him, mm-hmm. and there's been a lot of times where my brother draws back bulls at fifteen yards, and i 'm like, no, no, <laughs> don't, and he's like, He's like I swear if you shoot that bull, <laughs> I'm
2: so not helping you pack that out, <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: One of these days I'll shoot a big bull as long as it comes in first
2: yeah <laughs> that's the thing dude they never come but I'm the same as you like uh, totally experienced like me calling in a uh, five point and taking a selfie with it is the
0: exact same as me shooting it I yeah, know I could shoot 100 percent yep. every day but yeah. then the season's over and I'm done yeah. like, the best thing is if you could if I could shoot a six point on the last day because I've passed I passed my six point a couple of years ago Called him in, and his six on his left side was like, C- could like you hang a ring on it? I guess, but yeah. I was like, no. That's basically a five point. <laughs> <laughs> and I hid behind a tree, and he came over and just stood looking like, where did all this just happen? Where was that? St- it's gone. And and he turned around and walked off, and I don't know. I'm I'm There's just obsessed with, with the experience. I, I, so this last year, just given the year and what we had going on, Eric was already tagged out. I knew the uncle was coming, and um, normally I probably would have passed the bull I shot. But when he came and it was all just kind of coming together, I was like, no. really? Yeah, you'd have passed that one? Uh, every time. Oh lord, <laughs> every, <laughs> he time. Is six pointer. every time a six-pointer, every time." I I question myself like as bad people as it's coming down the hill. It's my second day with Bowenham. I mean, I'm yeah, still gonna be guys soon. as
1: friends, but like,
2: that <laughs> <laughs> <Dude>, I, <laughs> I feels really judgy, dude. <laughs> I,
1: I don't know. I I mean, I call in a six point bull. I,
0: <laughs> all my, all the arrows. This bull sounded <gasps> good. I had no idea what he was, um, and he was just he I think for he was a while. He was bugling didn't from his bed. And I just kept working him and kept working him. And I could tell what aggravated him. And so I did that more. And then I started making more noise, trying to sound like a herd. Like, there's there's a bunch of us down here, dude. Come join the party. Yeah. And finally, he's coming. And I'm like, oh, he's a six, but. Oh, Don't you hate those borderline ones? Yeah, yeah he's like. like ah. He's literally just like that right, th- right there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right?
2: Yeah, just a six. Yeah, just a
0: six. It's just (laughs) six. It's not like like,
2: there's people right now out there in the podcast world like, F these guys. I know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, if they need, you know, I I get so many more experiences. I learn so much more every single year Mm -hmm. because I call in these bulls. I know I can kill them. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I said, unless something bad happens or I totally just screw up, the bull's dead. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's a lot of it for me. Basically, I kill ten bulls every year. Mm. It just I don't actually do it. And then <laughs> I, you know, if I eat my tag, I'm not disappointed. Especially so if I to had you all said those for opportunities. Like hunting every day this season too. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you get
2: to hunt more. You do all that stuff. Oh,
0: believe me, if I was if work wasn't going to allow it or whatever. Like Thirty days. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna shoot. Yeah.
2: No, that's like the bull I shot this year. Like. No regrets or anything. Like it was awesome experience. Like and I actually so I caught tried to call that bull in for a buddy earlier in the season. No desire whatsoever. But that bull would have walked in and you know John was off to my left or I would have been like, dang it, should shot him, right? He was right mm-hmm. there. And never thought twice about it. But the way that bull was just going bananas the day that I shot him. And some other stuff, and just being frustrated. And like, I literally text Sean, was like, "Next bull that walks by is dead." <laughs> like, I was just pissed, right <laughs> like, down there, shoot
0: it. Which is like, still a good time. Well, but. that's like that bull this year. He's coming down the hill, and he looks like he's gonna come on this, like landing that I'm on. It's just super brushy, bunch of that jack pine stuff. But there's a sheer cliff at my right yeah. hip, and it drops off to a crick. It's probably. 45 yards down to the creek it's really weird it's like a giant river came through this and and just formed it all like this and as he's coming down i'm thinking he's gonna come in at like 15 yards and i'm gonna smoke him or not i haven't made that decision yet and he doesn't he doesn't show up and i'm like what is going on and i hear him crossing the creek And it's my fault because I bugled off that. I didn't want to bugle in his face when he was Uh getting closer. I bugled off that. So I sent him that direction. I just didn't realize it. And as I hear him crossing the creek, I kind of peek over, and I see him going through some brush. It was like, you didn't just sneak by me. (laughs) Like, no, that did not just happen. (laughs) Now I'm going to get you. you. (laughs) (laughs) I gave him a (laughs) spanking.
1: That was it.
2: Uh, That's that's awesome. awesome. So did you cringe when Nick
1: dropped his ball? She almost pumped when I killed my ball. Yeah, bull. I was
0: actually really excited for him because of the season I had. The season last year. year. year for yeah, that's true. Yeah. I was yeah. really hoping. Dude, I was pumped to text me killed. the video. And call <laughs> it like, That <out. laughs> was awesome. It was pretty cool. It was,
1: yeah. Anybody listening to this, you can go watch that on uh, Anger Mountain Productions YouTube, uh, episode 10, I believe. Two Bulls Die. That Two day. Bulls Die in Oregon. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Both frontals. Some turn more contra- controversy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys get a lot of shit for that? Dude, uh, to be honest, we didn't. Huh. A that ball fell in it's sight. It's more accepted now than it used to be. I think so. And dude, There's what are you gonna so argue with proof. when I shoot a ball that dies and it dies in thirty yards on camera? Yeah. Like you could, you really should have waited to turn broadside. No, it would have ran out of sight. And yeah. you know, I I don't know. I don't know. It's I I. To be honest, I don't care what people are going to say. There's there's negative people. They just want to say something negative for sure all the time. Um, and and I, I get the people that have taken a frontal and it didn't turn out for them. I understand. It's a tricky shot. It can be a tricky shot.
2: There's a lot of variables too. Like I don't yeah. think you can ever say like this right. is when it's okay and this one is that. Right. Your case, if you watch that video, you weren't going to get another shot.
1: No, because he was going to figure it out in about. Yeah,
2: you. The only way was if you bumped it like five yards and then stopped at 25 and gave you a broadside yeah but i wouldn't risk that i, I
1: shot him at like between 13 and 15 yeah. running at me yeah he you might have got him at one he didn't he stop moving yeah. he, he never stopped running i shot him on the run yeah like straight out he came in he was quarter two quarter two second he came straight did on. did you I, think
2: about it or it was like as soon as you saw him you're like i'm
1: taking a frontal Oh, I knew it was going to be a frontal because he he squared that corner, dude, and he had fire in his eyes. He was going to kill whatever. <laughs> like, the, I was chasing the herd bull. You heard the herd bull pipe off after I shot him in the video. And I bugled, and I saw him running from left to right. And the second I bugled, he turned on a dime, came back, and I threw my bugle tube down. I was like, oh, here, here it comes. It's going down. Yeah. He came around that last tree and just right at me. I was standing in the wide open, dude. Yeah. Like... I don't know what he was thinking. He just was seeing red, and he just it. like I said, I like those bulls. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. And that's total experience, dude. Man. They're
1: like, f- it's so fun.
2: Anyone yeah. who sh- anyone who goes through the experience of like calling it a bull, shooting it at a 13 yards, frontal, like yes, like, yeah,
0: Bull yes. well, hunting's
2: kind of fun. <laughs> kind of like it.
0: Yes, way, way, way better than spot stock sneak up on something and shoot. Like I just yeah, yep. Don't get me wrong. If it's some giant
2: four hundred bull spot in stock or three hundred bull
0: bugling in your face. Oh, I'm shooting that four hundred bull. How many opportunities are you gonna get at a four hundred bowl? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I'm just throwing it. Out. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna try. Yeah. There's no promises. But
2: three seventy, three seventy, three fifty to three seventy bowl, bugled in is like
1: dream real. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: That should be like a record, like. 350 plus but you bugled it in
1: it should that should be a factor <laughs> in like the scoring system yeah. did you call this bull in or did you not
2: because everyone <laughs> to be so honest about that right, right called this in in the desert yeah <laughs> call it in the middle of the night mm. <laughs> so i wanted to ask you guys about hunting spots we'll talk about hunting spot um not legality, morality, I guess you'd call it. Mm-hmm. Like, what is okay and what is not? Like, so a dude gives you a spot.
1: I get to start this one.
2: <laughs> Keep going. Okay. No, go ahead. Like, wh- where's the line for people? My opinion, I guess I started out with, is if, like, I take you to a spot, mm-hmm. I'm okay with you going there. Mm hmm it's probably hunting courtesy to ask me if you're going to go there, mm-hmm. but you can never take anyone there. Mm-hmm. That's my rule. And that's kind of the rule I was raised on. It's was like, Hey, if I take you somewhere, you're allowed to go there, but you're not allowed to ever take anyone there because it's, once it's separated by one person, it gets ruined. Mm-hmm. So if you took Sean oh, and yeah. say, Sean didn't know me, he's mm-hmm. like, fuck, I don't know that guy. I'm going right. back
0: there. Right. Right.
1: I, I completely agree with that. hundred percent. I learned this the hard way when I was younger. Um, and, the person that I did it to, we weren't friends for a while. Uh, We got over it. We're friends now. It's, it's all good, but I learned a very valuable lesson. Um, I'm exactly the same as you, but now I'm probably a little bit over, um, careful. Yes. Is that the word? So like knowing that Sean hunts there, like, dude, I, like he said, I was texting them like, dude, this is where we're going to be. This is the plan. I don't want to step on your toes. Like literally I said those words multiple times. If somebody takes me somewhere now and, and I've been pretty lucky with opportunity the last couple of years of going places that I wouldn't have been able to, uh, because of who I hunt with. And so I get to see a lot of places, you know, that I, I didn't pick those places. They're not my spots. Mm -hmm. Would I ever go back there without talking to them? Absolutely not. Yeah. You know, I'm always, and I think it's because I learned that lesson in such, in such a hard way. Um, that I'm over careful about it now. So I, I agree a hundred percent. You text them, you ask them. Um, absolutely do not even, I wouldn't, I would not ever ask to take somebody else into somebody else's spot. Yeah. You know, if I wanted to go hunting by myself, sure. That's one thing yeah. I would ask them. Um, well, I
2: feel like a lot of people don't know cause there's a lot of people getting into hunting that didn't necessarily come from a hunting background. So like, these listen, are, um, <laughs> uh,
1: uh-huh. listen to
0: this. Yeah. Well, you come from yeah. like,
2: you just don't know the rules. And I think these are like unspoken rules that are unspoken
0: rules because this is very, there's a lot of controversy around this. Yeah. Um, I'm Sean will burn your truck down. Yeah. <laughs> not, it is not going to go well for you. And I don't mean to be that way. I realize it's public land. Anybody's welcome. But, but if I brought you there, yeah, you should have enough respect for me yeah. to not come back without either talking to me about it, say, Hey, I want to go back there whatever and it's never the, a trip thing it, like there's a huge difference so if like say sean takes me at his spot and i'm like
2: oh i want to go back there well it's it's a, a within code to go back there it's not within code to go spend a week there in a different camp
0: right, right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so like yes. there's a
2: line there but like say it's a blacktail spot down the road or something mm-hmm Ah, and that gets into a gray area too, because if it's like forty acres, obviously you can't go back there. But yeah. if it's like, uh, you know, a national forest, you're like, hey, go for it. So there's like these weird unspoken I don't know. I rules. I it just want to clear. Day I won't one. mess
0: with it anymore. Like, yeah, you're gonna know how I feel about that place mm-hmm. if you come with me. Yeah, and uh, you're gonna know day one. And if you come back without talking <laughs> to me, I mean, you just you just burnt that bridge. You had no respect for me. You did not care yeah. how I felt about it. And I and I mean it might be stupid, it might be arrogant, I don't know, but Do I you feel care? like <laughs> Ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Go up there. Uh, Dare you? Uh, uh, um, I don't know. I understand like I've 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 listened to I think on the Rogan podcast lately. Yeah, like did Rogan or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, he just doesn't. He doesn't know. I mean, I think. Newer I mean, how many spots has he
2: found by himself, though? New, like, I love Rogan's good dude. So do I. But like, he's probably never. Like, he
0: was the other side, complete other side for me. Like he would have fought me <laughs> <laughs> over that. And I, I, I don't have a good answer for you. If, if I understand, he's newer to it, mm-hmm. right? So he doesn't have that spot. That's kind of like tradition, been family, in your family forever. Yeah. you know respect he hasn't seen felt heard that you know like dude how many years has your camp been in the same spot i mean we have been in ball. that same area since i was in diapers so at the very minimum 31 years <laughs> yeah it's
2: a little heartfelt at that yeah point.
0: yeah it stings. yeah <laughs> but no rogan
2: is dead wrong on that sean would you agree hundred like, percent so
0: Rogan was saying... And basic, I completely understand where he's coming from, but he doesn't have that background. He didn't learn, you know, from he's his never, mentors. Like, this is how you do he's this. Never you lost
2: don't- a, he's never lost a true first love.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? oh, but like, man. if you
2: never found your own spot, you're likely never attached
0: to it, to the level that, like... So you can't understand it. Burn Absolutely. your truck, burn someone's truck down over it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Which seems fairly rational.
0: Yeah. Gonna pull all your valve stems and throw them in the bushes. <laughs> You're gonna be on four flat tires, and I did no damage. Get new valve stems and air up your tires, um, Sean. <laughs> the one thing you need to be careful of is that happens quite a bit every
1: single year, and they're all gonna think it was you now. <laughs> Come get me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not,
2: okay. Uh, okay or not okay? Falling trees on a road so someone can't get in there. Not okay. Absolutely not okay. Not okay.
1: <laughs> no. That happens a lot on the ghost oh, range Oh, dude, it does. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. the dude that bought my old Tacoma, I don't know if somebody thought it was me. He showed up back to his truck with all four tires flat. <laughs> no, <laughs> Did that's he not call you game. about it? And it was the yeah. same thing, huh? Valve stems. Yeah, valve stems. They put rocks in the caps, screwed them on. All the tires went flat. He goes, No. He goes, I'm pretty sure somebody knew it was me. I was like, All right. No hair on my back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. That,
0: no, it, was, uh, it was interesting. You have enemies, Nick. Yeah. yeah. There's some people who don't like me. It's all that shit talking you do. I think he does less now. That's I w- how I knew who he was. I wish I gave a I shit. I saw it. it was just like, oh, this fucking Nick Schmidt guy, he just talks. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> 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 That's
2: fair. That's nice. So what was the uh, biggest lesson learned last year?
1: Ooh biggest let, ah, I learned one good one. Um, just do what you know works. Yes. I've been, uh, I don't know how to say this. It's kind of a double edged sword with the opportunities that I've had in the last couple of years. I don't know how to say it without sounding like an arrogant bastard but I've I've been lucky enough to be on some hunts with born and raised for the last two years you know and, and people that everybody would love to go hunt with and I've been uh, unsuccessful you know and and that's not their fault you know and it's it's just you put this pressure on yourself and you try to I guess change your ways away mm-hmm. from what you know you know and before I I started down this whole path of trying to film everything and uh again being in the public eye which I'm not anybody compared to some of these big timers but like there are people that watch our stuff and and that does get to you to a certain point and you will catch yourself changing your ways don't do that do what you know works don't stray from that because that's what got you there and that's how you killed animals to begin with growing up right you learned all those already don't act like you didn't learn all that stuff yeah don't try to relearn it you know so that was my biggest thing i left colorado this year and i uh, i got on a bull and and uh uh i lost it you know i i hit it and lost it and from from that day on i got to oregon from oregon on i packed out nine bulls so from the time i killed mine called in a buddies after that with Sean and Eric. And then from then on, dude, it was just like, everybody I hunted with shit died. Yeah. And it was awesome. And it was a very liberating feeling because I knew what to do. You know, I just, I was like scared to, to say, let's do this, you know? Yeah. And, and w- when you're hunting with guys like that, it's, you know, there's a reason you're scared to say that, you know, cause these guys have killed 30 bulls, right? So I, I don't know. Just don't don't stray from what you know is is my biggest lesson. Well I learned. think
2: that boils down to confidence though. Like right. you have confidence in your own system and whatnot. Right. And you're like you're testing new stuff, you're like you just don't know and
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think you're hundred percent right. Yeah. I don't know, you hunt with different people and you kinda you second guess your own strategy, right?
2: Yeah. I've done I've like the last couple of years moving to Montana's like, okay, I want to kill a big bull and, like, you're testing out these new theories and these new ways of doing stuff and struggling to make it work. Mm -hmm. Like, part of me is, like, this is how you kill big bulls. But part of me is, like, man, I can run and gun and kill good good bulls by most standards. Oh, yeah. All day long, every day. And, like, I know that game. And so, like, you struggle with this, like, here's how I should be doing it, quote, air quotes there. But here's how I know how to do it. Mm -hmm. And when it goes back to, like, the confidence game, like... I walk into the woods and a screaming bull, or like maybe it's still dark or whatever, like all the confidence in the world, like Rocky's playing in the background. <laughs> and I'm just like,
0: it's game let's time. go, motherfucker. <laughs> like, let's go. Um, oh, yeah. But
2: then, like, you lose it if you start screwing up, trying to do it this new way, trying to figure out these new things, like all
0: that yep. stuff.
1: Yeah. How about you? Oh.
0: Did we cover both years? Well, I mean, it's, so we're talking about elk hunting and. You know, I only had my bow in my hand for a matter of hours uh, <laughs> before I filled my tag. So, lesson learned. More than anything, I just had i had some experiences this year. And I won't point fingers, but have fun. If you are putting so much pressure <laughs> on it that you're getting mad, yeah. why are you here? Uh, that's true. I understand that you think you have something to prove to somebody, but you don't. Uh-huh. And I am literally there. That is my vacation every year. And I'm there to have fun. And yeah, it's hard work. There's a lot of it that's not fun. Mm. So, so when you have the opportunities to be angry or be upset or whatever, just throw that away. Chill out, relax. Because yeah, some, some people that were around me this year, just a lot of pressure, like they had a point to prove or, or they just weren't having fun. Mm-hmm. and they were t- I noticed that they were taking the fun away for me for sure because like, why are you so mad why are you so aggressive <laughs> why are you getting upset and psh, that's not me I'm there because I love it and I'm not ever if I'm ever just like so angry or upset or There's so much pressure. It's not just about the kill. It's the whole experience for me. Like, I am completely fine going home not punching my tag. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely want to kill a bull. I want to fill every tag I have in my pocket every year. But that's not all there is to it. It's fun. I enjoy it. And just stop doing it if you're putting that much pressure on it. Uh, don't bring that around me because it won't work I, I will say that I was there
1: <laughs> what he's talking about and I was having a ball so
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we get along uh, so well and that's yeah. why I notice it day one we click in the yep. mountains we yep. have fun we we lift each other up morale is up there's no negatives none I mean, this is steep
1: and this sucks it
0: sucks but we're still to about it yeah,
1: sure. yeah. There's no negatives.
2: I think at the end of, at the end of the day, you have to remember you're on
0: vacation. It is. It's vacation. <laughs> that's our dude, vacation. So many
2: people forget that? Yeah. Like this is supposed to be fun. Uh huh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if I could do it for a job because I don't ever want that pressure. Dude, that's huge.
1: Yeah. He's, he's, for those of you who can't see, he's looking right at me. <laughs> um, so he's, he's doing a good job uh, at it so far. Well, it, it is, it is my job. My job is to create content for Angry mountain. Um, I quit my construction job in September. I actually took, I took a month off in September and I came back for like six days and I told my boss, I was like, dude, I was like, this isn't going to happen if I don't quit. So, and he was, I have to say dude that the Landis outfit those guys were so supportive and uh great about that whole thing so that was awesome. Um that being said that project was way more than I ever I uh, bit I bit off so much more than I thought <laughs> the ever imaginable editing a, a video every single day for 36 days in a row is like especially when you don't do it ahead of time, you know? Yeah. And you're like sitting there at the Salt Lake hunt expo and you have to leave the booth for three hours to go upload a video. <laughs> it's like, man, you know, if you don't get this out in time, there's these people that are expecting to see it and it's it's a huge letdown. So that that was a lot of pressure. And then like Sean's saying, um that hunting is now a job. I don't know that the hunt aspect of it I to me, I think the hunt aspect of it is the vacation of my job. My job starts after the hunt. Uh because I am the one that processes the five terabytes of footage, which you computer nerds out there <laughs> can fathom what kind of load that is. it's stupid um but at the same time that's uh in my opinion, it's living the dream you know that's that's what i want to do that's For what sure. I wanted to do forever growing up is something to do in the hunting industry. Like you
2: second guessed it.
1: Yes. When, uh, yes. When I don't have that paycheck every two weeks, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's, uh, that was something new. And that was something that, um, my wife came in huge on, you know, like, dude, it that's a, that's a big deal. Like when you have a really good job and you Mm -hmm. quit and you, you and your wife have like a, a game plan going, you know, and you, and you guys are being a team and working everything out in life. And, and then, uh, she supports you in, in taking that step. And our, our whole plan was, I, I guess I got to throw the story out. Uh, my wife's in law school and she graduates May 18th. She has a job. She starts August. The game plan was for me to work construction until she got her job. And then it was my turn to go chase my dreams. Well, this whole Angry Mountain thing kind of came about before all of that. So (laughs) I was like, I was like, it's now or never. Like if we don't do this right now, uh, it's not going to happen, you know, because we had all these, these partners come in and help us. And, and, uh, so yeah, she, she was all about it and, uh, it's been good. It's been tough at times, but, uh. Overall, it's been good. It's worked out, and I hope we can continue. Yeah, but you got to – at that point, you know better than anybody, dude. You got to stay ahead. Of, like, you got to be ahead, like, trying to figure out the next thing. Like, how are you going to – like, you're not thinking about how am I paying my bills next week, right? Yeah. You're thinking about – If you think about next week, you'll lose in two three months. Yes. You got to think about three months. At least, yeah. And yeah. it's – that's what's scared you know. Like I'm not good at it. I'm getting. <laughs> I've, I've gotten better, but I'm not good at it. So, she's way better at that stuff. And then I, I have a lot of people that help me, obviously, which I'm very grateful for. But uh, yeah, it's it's been crazy. It's been awesome. Do you yeah. feel like there's a little bit of pressure this year going
2: into hunting season? To killing stuff? Yeah. No.
1: Uh, dude i i am gonna kill whatever comes in front of me like at this point it's just it's just fun i i think i feel like i went through the pressure thing um which i did i put a lot of pressure on myself like the first couple years um with born and raised and like dude i had three bowls in front of me in under two hours and didn't get one killed like yeah my release broke whatever you know either way i didn't kill one yeah so I mean that was a lot of pressure and like any time like I said, like like you're trying to do your thing on social media, you're trying to promote the all your these partners, you put pressure on yourself, uh to at to some extent. And I think I'm just over that now. Like I don't care. Like, dude I've had some pretty thick skin over the last few years. Like, <laughs> I don't care what you say about me. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. I, w- I went through a couple of years. I didn't kill much. You know, I, I, I really don't care. I've had, guess I've, what? That makes you human dude. I've had people say things about me that you would never believe. Talk about my kids. Talk about my family. Dude, just people that have just over jealous so people that because
0: he takes it so much better. <laughs> than <me. that> because, <laughs> Cause I see it and I'm like, did you see this? And I don't know how he deals with it. It's just
1: not worth my time. He's good at it. it. It's not worth my time. It's it's absolutely not. Well, the other thing is like if
2: you let hunting get away from you, and I've learned this too over the last couple of years, like trying to prove something or trying to like, even though you can know it from sitting here, we can say like, don't let the pressure get to you. It's going to get to you. And that's the game, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Not, like truly not, is another level of being able to be like, okay, I'm still doing this because it's still a vacation, and keeping
0: it a vacation is effing hard. Tell me this. If you went on a hunt with somebody, and the entire time was miserable, they put a ton of pressure on it, they took all the fun out of it for you, and at the end of the trip, you killed a 340 bull, but it was miserable Ooh. the entire time. <laughs> That's a great question. That is a great question. Or... You went, you had an absolute blast. I was by myself. You're smiling <laughs> the entire time. You had a ton of fun. You learned a lot. You had a million experiences and you didn't fill your tag, but you would not trade your experience. Which would you rather do? Oh, for a hundred percent for me, like the solo trip
2: where I didn't kill anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But, that's later. it for me. I don't want, yeah. I'm right there. I mean, I'd love to
1: kill a 340 ball. It takes like two of my bulls to hit 340. So <laughs> what if it's going to be a miserable time? I have <laughs> a blast scary, all of them. Yeah. It's a
2: scary thought when you're like, I only have 20 Septembers left or, you know, I have a lot more than that. Like 40 Septembers left. Yeah.
1: Huh. Like that's crazy. Yeah. It, it, I don't like to look at it that way. Yeah. <laughs> You need to s- start, Sean. You're getting pretty old.
0: That's <laughs> <Soft. laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, He's one year older than me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I never would have guessed that. And when I found out he was younger, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> How old's yeah. how's Nick? 30. 30. Oh, yeah. That's right. You're a young
1: kid. Young buck. I turned 30 this year. What? Yeah. Yeah. I turned 30 this last year. I'll be 31 in January. I had to think about it. I told someone I was 34
2: in July, and my wife's like, No. No, you're not. You'll be 33. I'm like, oh wait, maybe you're right.
1: Yeah, so I'm 30, 31, 32. Yes. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. It's okay, uh, at
2: prime. What are you talking about?
0: Uh, seriously. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if if I knew who, like where how much we. How much ha- would you if, pay for the information that I, I have come,
2: now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, 15. Twenty you're twenty years old. You pay yeah, all out. of it. You're twenty all years of old.
1: Yeah. <laughs> all of everything. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, I couldn't put a number on it.
2: Oh dude. All we had this guy com- Ryan Lampers and I had this conversation the other day. It was like, man, if I could go back and I was twenty one years old and be like, just grab the information that I have now.
1: Whew. Dude, if I could if I could grab the information that Ryan Lampers has at his age by the time <laughs> I'm dead, uh, If I could grab half that information, but that guy's a freak. Like Freaking wealth of knowledge for all things hunting. Yeah, and life, dude. The guys, the a guy stunt. Is, he's a stud. Next level. Yeah, I, yeah. I uh, there's like a few people I answer. Like when I'm in the zone editing, I don't answer shit. <laughs> I don't do because it'll break my concentration. concentration and I know better. Flow state. Be- yeah, because once you get in, like there are many, many times where I will completely finish a video from start to finish, whether it's twelve hours or fifteen hours, I don't break it. If I break it, it's like oh, then four days later, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> cool, you know? But dude, Lamper's calls, I answer. Yeah, <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I would pay a
0: lot for the information I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Especially with mule deer on the decline in Oregon, if I could go back. <sighs> <sighs> would uh, you go back and start mule deer hunting more? <clears throat> I would just take the information I have now. Dude, early I 90s. would have killed slops. Early 90s. Dude, I was thinking like early
2: 2000s. Well, first of all, I don't know when I started, when I was legally able to hunt.
1: I just listen to the stories of the old timers. I know. It sounds like a Nat Geo magazine, dude. Like, <laughs> it's like
2: hunting in a Nat Geo. Yeah. St- <laughs> so if you had the information now, when you were 20, would you go back and mule your hunt or elk hunt? When
1: I was 20? There'd be a lot of things I took care of in life before I went hunting. <laughs> but uh, not that's exclusive. Uh oh, man, what I No, dude, I would I, lo- I just love elk genuinely. I think I would be
0: elk too. Yeah. I would just go with yeah, uh, elk hunt. I don't know. That's hard because Mule deer Like cool. I know what I could do back then with Mule Deer that I can't do now.
2: Yeah, that's the thing.
0: That's the thing. That you could never but do. I can do this with elk still. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's so that's tough to catch. But I mean, tail. if you tell me I only get to hunt one species for the rest of my life. It's Can you elk- imagine
2: hunting the Steens unit or something like one of those, like any of those Southeast, like before just slobs before people got on like Trout Creek, oh. Oh,
1: Trout <sighs> Creek, like early days. So I was talking to the, the premium tag holder last year uh, for the Steens unit um, and the people that helped him with that elk tag used to deer hunt it like 10, 15 years ago and they it was. Just phenomenal. Yeah. Like all the public ground down there was just phenomenal. It's, it's just two hundred inch blocks running everywhere. It's just yeah, they just but They're, just, they're just gone. And bring wolves. Hey, yeah, it's yeah, a good idea. They're gone. That's crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's the back. grasses, Nick.
1: it <laughs> on the grass. Sean just <laughs> got in a heated argument on social media about wolves. And he's still mad about it. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, he's still mad about the Joe Rogan thing. So.
1: <laughs> I don't let go
0: of things very well. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, certain things that really rub me wrong. Wolves. Well, I mean. It's one of them. Dude, I think there's,
1: there's something to be said about uh, guys like you and your brother. Who have hunted the same area your whole lives and are consistent. Dude, there's a lot of people that, you know, they bounce around from spot to spot to spot trying to chase that best spot. Mm-hmm. And somebody that can sit and grind and learn a spot and w- watch the elk numbers diminish yet still be successful, I think there's, it's pretty respectable to me anyways. There's not a lot of people that have hunted the same spot for th- no. 30
2: years. Not a lot of people right. our age. No, absolutely not.
0: So the deer was mostly... The 30 years. I mean, we started hunting elk there, you know, not like... I was like 21 Uh, when we started hunting elk there. So 10 years ago. Yeah, exactly. it It was deer for that whole time. And it's the deer that we've watched decline so heavily. It's wild. Yeah. I mean, that's... Look across the state. Look at the latest report.
1: Yeah, and dude, just like what I was just saying... His brother kills a last year. Yeah,
0: 175 buck. Four point buck?
1: Good buck. Hiked his butt off for days and days and didn't see, dude. First First buck he saw. Yeah, we didn't see like deer during archery season. We didn't (laughs) see bucks like at all. And he pulls, he sends me that picture. I'm like,
0: you did not. Like, you moved. (laughs) No. Yeah, I was pretty shocked. But. but see, going back on that again, when we used to, when we first started archery hunting up there, like before I could even carry a bow, but I followed my dad. Oh, the, the mule deer that we saw. Yeah. Wow. I'm sure. Nice. All
2: guys. Well, good luck this year. Yeah. You guys doing all your filming this year too?
1: Yeah. We're going to do a little bit different campaign. It's going to be called Just Hunt. Trying to tackle a little bit of the adversity and animosity in the industry with private ground, public ground, landowner under tags, rifle, bow. I just, like it. Yeah. Just trying to straight controversial, right? Off the Dude, gate. Yeah. I don't care. Like I, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't care how you killed, what you killed and where you killed it. You're hunting, What you thought and on high fence. Did you, you probably have had fun? fun? You probably Are you had proud fun. of it. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. That's, that's going to be the whole theme behind go or just hunt. Just hunt. I uh, almost said go hunt. Cause I am <laughs> on it every day, but uh, yeah, just hunt. So Yeah. It's going to be called Just Hunt. We got so, if of
2: anybody th- has not yet, go check out the Tradition series. Yep.
1: Where do we find that out? YouTube. Angry An- Mountain Productions. Angry Mountain Productions. Um, Yeah. We'll it's- link to it. Yep. Yep. Just scroll down. It's right there. Yeah. Perfect. Right below. That's the
2: magic of podcast editing. Like, oh, just scroll down. It's I right know, below. Dude. It.
1: While you're, like, <laughs> filming out in the field, you're, like, you point down and you say, click below. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 just scroll down. They're just, like... <laughs> Charlie's, like, looking, looking down
2: there, like, what's what? Dude,
1: Trent... Trent Fisher does it all the time. He's just like points he's pointing down and I'm like looking at the ground and he's like
2: Dude, he's like high tech now.
1: Dude, Trent's a stud. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy.
2: He went from uh, logger to YouTuber n- and yeah. no transition issues whatsoever. None. Yep. <laughs>
1: yep. Fantastic job! I think his saw is actually Bluetooth. But <laughs> anyways, so yeah, we're we're filming everything, lots and lots of hunts. I can't wait to edit it all. Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm most excited about. So yeah, for literally
0: from August to the end in November, um, and that was not a stab at Nick earlier saying what you know, don't take the fun out of it by turning oh. it into a job. I don't take much as a stab unless you actually stab me. Yeah, like, but he, no, he he had you know morale with around Nick. I don't know if he people notice. He, he's not. He's always laughing. So I don't. It's usually because I'm talking shit. But yeah, well, either way, <laughs> way, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I On like contour. I,
1: I like the fun. I do like having fun. Uh, so it's a vacation. It's yep. supposed
2: to be fun. Have yep. fun.
1: Yeah, yep. I, I like to keep the friends I have. So. Make sure they know they know that. <laughs> yeah, I already guess. we well, appreciate it.
2: Good luck yeah. this year. Thank Kill you. some giants. Yeah, Nick, you should shoot a five point. I, it might be a three point. <laughs> yeah, I it will. might be a spike. Yep, yep. Opening day. It's gonna be done. Season over.
0: Cody and I will take uh, selfies with them. Yeah, three points and five points. Yeah. I would say something but I have nothing to say cuz <laughs> I'll shoot them all. i got
1: nothing. All right
2: guys. All right, thanks. All right guys, thanks for tuning in to the Elk Hunt podcast. If you love elk hunting content, tips and tactics, all that jazz, then go leave this podcast a review wherever you listen to podcasts at. Much